Beauty down. Smacked on the ass. When they're spoiling and wet. And to a spotless man. Never forget that he's a prisoner. Can't you hear my plea? Cause I need somebody. Lord knows to listen to me. I'm a stranger. To my son who wonders why his daddy runs. Yeah. Peace and love. Welcome again to the NEPPC podcast. I'm of Brother Frank. And today is a historical moment in the struggle to free all political prisoners, to make sure our political prisoners don't die in prison. I just got a text uh, the other day. And it was confirmed by other people that uh, Rochelle McGee, uh, the longest U.S. held politi uh, political prisoner, is coming home. It's a compassionate release, I was told, and he's coming on, and um, we'll take it however we can get. Unfortunately, you know, it took so long, but, you know, we're fighting an oppressed system, a system that does not want to fully free our political prisoners, that doesn't even want to acknowledge political prisoners. So that raises the questions about the society uh, in which we live, right? You have an idea that you know is correct based on your ability to make the analysis on uh, the conditions you and people like you uh, live in. And you decide that you're gonna stand up and fight back and you're gonna do it in a disciplined, organized manner. And uh, you know, you doing that and, and, and drawing intentions of others to the point where they making a commitment and now you draw the attention of the state and the state responds uh, the way they respond, very uh, brutally, very uh, mercilessly, and uh, without any level of remorse or compassion at all. So now we have to understand what we have to do. What we have to do is commit ourselves to freeing our political prisoners. We have to write them. We have to let them know that they're not forgotten. Uh, we have to do our work. We have to engage our family. We have to engage our friends. We have to do it on a consistent basis. Because without being consistent, you are not going to win people over. Because people are going to question what you're doing and question the validity of what you're doing because uh, you're not doing it on a consistent basis. Uh, so today's episode is dedicated to Rochelle McGee. Uh, and, uh, you know, all the years he's been incarcerated. For those who are unaware of Rochelle McGee, I put up some information uh, uh, that was put, it, uh, put on uh, by uh, think, uh, Black, Black Cross Anarchist Organization. Uh, but it said, uh, uh, U.S. Rochelle McGee has been in prison since um, 1963. He was politicized in prison and participated in the August 7th, 1970, um, Marin County Courthouse Rebellion. 
the attempted liberation of political prisoners George Jackson and the Soledad brothers by Jackson's younger brother, Jonathan. McGee was seriously injured in the incident and subsequently pleaded guilty to aggravated kidnapping. He was sentenced in 1975 to life in prison and has been denied parole uh, numerous times. In this way, we all have an idea of who he was or who he is rather and uh, what his contribution is to our liberation struggle. Uh, therefore, we can um, start to connect ourselves to Rochelle McGee a lot better and we can make ourselves committed to uh, struggling to bring, well, struggling to help him, uh, you know, make his way into society because the world has changed a number of times since he's been uh, in society. So uh, I provided a link, the link so you can share with others because there's a, a fundraiser going on to help him with re-entry. There's a, a financial goal that uh, they're trying to meet. And I think that we all chip in, we can um, help them because it's just not one person doing the work. Each and every one of us can do something. Uh, you can contribute a dollar, five dollars, you know, a number of hundred people contributing a dollar, that's a hundred dollars. A uh, hundred people contributing five dollars, that's five hundred dollars. And you know, you get the picture. So the weight is not on one person or a small group of people, but we all can participate. And, you know, that's important because we all have to understand that, you know, fights have been taken up. People have been captured, tortured. Uh, some people lost their lives. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's part of struggle. It's part of trying to do what needs to be done to bring our people home. And we have to um, continue to take up that fight. We have to understand that our people's future is at stake. And uh, we have to be very uh, committed and very seriously uh, committed to that. You know, because another generation is waiting for change. Because if we don't change the conditions for another generation, then they'll have to do um, our work over and over again. So Rochelle McGee should be appreciated. His commitment should be acknowledged and his sacrifices should be acknowledged. And it should be acknowledged by what we choose to participate in, uh, what we dedicate our time to. And I think that that's very important when we take up work like political prisoners. Some people say that um, how does a political prisoner work make change, make revolution? Well, the science of making revolution is to raise the consciousness of the masses. Now, when you talk about political prisoners and you talk about the idea of being political or uh, politics, you're talking about the relationship between people and power. Right, power dictates everything. Power dictates the quality of water you're going to have, the time the bus comes to pick you up, the uh, quality of books that your children are going to have in their school. And that has to be done in an orderly manner to obtain power. You have to first politicize yourself. You have to first raise your consciousness. You have to commit yourself to reading, researching, traveling. Right? You know, you go to the library, uh, you find out what resources they have. The library uh, might not have enough resources, then 
you might have to go to a bigger library. That library might not have enough resources. Then now you decide that the, the place you stay, the, the city or the country that you stay doesn't have enough resources, then you have to travel uh, internationally. You know, the, the point is that you never stop somewhere because the, the resources um, are, are limited, right? You have to challenge yourself to do more. And that's why when you take up the work of political prisons or any work dealing with uh, social change, real change, it has to be done in a manner in which you are committed to uh, long term. Right? Nothing happens overnight. You don't commit yourself to something overnight. It's a gradual process. I just received a letter today from Veranda Bowers, and uh, it really touched me deeply. He was very satisfied with my work. He was uh, very happy um, that people really, uh, you know, made the time to write him. So I'll be writing him again. And it I was advised to share his letter. And yes, I'm going to share at another time. But today's uh, episode is dedicated to Michelle McGee and coming home and how long that struggle was. But, you know, as we talk about Michelle and we talk about other political prisoners, they all are related, right? They share the same politics. They're brothers, they're sisters, they're sisters in combat. And uh, we have to look at them as such. So Rochelle McGee, uh, he would want me to um, deal with other political prisoners. So that's why I even mentioned Veronica Bowers and that letter. Because he was understanding the relationship that I'm building in Queensbridge uh, around political prisoners. You know, whatever I'm involved in uh, under the organizing work of Sugar Ray and Transform America, and uh, that work allows me to uh, let people know that I'm here based on the sacrifices or in the spirit of political prisons. And I'm here to do what needs to be done to uh, aid people and uh, aid their development further and make sure that they are aware of sacrifices of others, that they are aware of those who have done as much as they could to move our people forward and who uh, are committed to that. And um, with them understanding that, then we start to exchange ideas. We start to understand that this is where you're at and you can go further with uh, this idea. But it's going to take time because there are a number of distractions existing in the world, the society that we live in. And we have to uh, reduce those distractions if we don't have the time or the ability at the current time to uh, eliminate them totally, you know, as much as I know about political prisoners and, uh, you know, the need to make change and uh, critical analysis of capitalism, I still get distracted by social media. I still get distracted by uh, conversations that uh, are, are just entertaining, that are really a waste of time, you know, but, uh, you know, you, you engage in these conversations because you are human, a human being and you have ethics and you don't want to be ruled. Uh, but, you know, we realize that our time is limited, right? We're here for a certain amount of time and then, you know, the next phase of our life as, um, as the universe demands takes place. So that being said, you know, when we deal with the idea of political prisons, those who are incarcerated because of their ideas, right? And, uh, their sacrifices to change the conditions of a people, 
you know, then we start understanding the seriousness of having dialogue on political prisoners. And the fact that anything that we're struggling for, the ideas of political prisoners should be incorporated because our political prisoners deserve that. They have sacrificed so much and they have done that out of love, right? Because they understood what it means to love, right? The honorable ancestor now, Dr. Matul Shakur said it best. He said, love is something that you do not say. And he demonstrated that since the age of 16, when he decided that he was going to participate seriously in political affairs that were going to bring about serious change for his people. So when we talk about political prisons or when you talk about any topic, it's very important that you have a clear understanding of what you're talking about and that clarity uh, comes from uh, providing a definition of a topic. So the definition of political prisoners would be this, and some people might uh, rephrase it differently, but if I'm gonna begin a conversation with anybody, I would use this definition. It says a polit political prisoners are people jailed on charges related to their resistance to oppression and repression and targeted by the state for their political beliefs and or actions, right? So using this, this definition, now we can start making the distinction between various political, various prisoners, right? Because every prisoner is not a political prisoner. Every uh, prisoner uh, has not um, been in those situations where uh, they made a decision on uh, what they were going to do was based on uh, changing the lives of a group of people. Rather, it was a situation that they engaged in at a time, not all of them, but some of them, uh, because they were looking for instant gratification, right? They would decided that uh, they didn't want to do X, Y, and Z, that they wanted to do something a quick way. That's some, not all, but I'm just trying to give an idea of, of, of how you separate uh, prisoners from political prisoners, right? And um, this is this needs to be said. So when people take on the idea of political prisoners, that's a question that you need to raise to them. You need to ask them if you're claiming this person is a political prisoner, what's their background? There are other prisoners that are prisoners of consciousness. While they're incarcerated, they do a serious uh, uh, research onto what led to their incarceration. They uh, are made aware of various literature that raises their consciousness. And from raising their consciousness, they make a decision on what's, what are they gonna do with their time? How are they gonna do their time? They decide that they're gonna do it in a way that's going to um, aid others. So they write to those who've been writing to them about their ideas, their concepts, and uh, the fact that they need to take a different position so that uh, others don't follow their footsteps. Because sometimes uh, if you're not careful about what you say, you might be in a position or you, you'll be in a vehicle for glorifying something destructive. And uh, whether it's music uh, or it's uh, just a, a movie or a conversation that is not uh, directed in the direction that it should be if you're talking about um, bringing forth light to a, a so-called dark situation 
or this or 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 life to a destructive situation. You know, you have to be responsible. And uh, that's the distinction between political prisoners and prisoners of consciousness. Now, when we look at Rochelle McGee's background, we see that, you know, he was made conscious uh, while he was incarcerated, right? But we see the, uh, the duration or the circumstance that uh, he was in, um, you know, led to his continuous parole denial. Because as we said before, we, we talk about uh, the so-called correction facility. If you're trying to correct somebody, why somebody like Michelle McGee had to be incarcerated for over six decades? How long is the correction process? You know, why was he denied parole so long? And uh, you call it compassionate release, but if you were truly compassionate, you would have released them a long time ago. But uh, you know, we accept compassionate release. We want to bring our, we want our brother home. We want those who are are watching this to share with others. Uh, make sure you share that link. Do what you can on your part. Make a contribution. Encourage others to make a contribution, so that goal is met. So we understand that uh, we have a duty, a responsibility to aiding those who are incarcerated, right? We got so many who are incarcerated. And, uh, you know, I want to take some time to give them some coverage. Like Imam Jamil Alamin, you know, Otis Jackson did that crime, did that murder. Otis, Otis Jackson confessed, it, confessed to it. And anybody who can help me get in touch with Otis Jackson, please, I want to have him on the podcast. I want him to confess to the world that he did it so that Imam Jamil Alamin can come home. You know, an innocent man continues to remain incarcerated. Our sister, our beloved sister, our combat and struggle, Joy, uh, Joy, Joy Powell, you know, she's incarcerated. She's a political prisoner. Because prior to her incarceration, she was organizing people. She was standing up and fighting back. You know, she was dealt with tragedies herself as a her son was killed by the police. And, um, you know, this is something that we can't ignore. This is somebody we can't ignore. We got to organize around bringing her home. And how do we do that? We do that by writing her, asking her what can we do, speaking her name wherever possible, letting others know that there's somebody who is incarcerated who should not be incarcerated because we are taxpayers. Tax dollars are used to build uh, these correctional facilities. And uh, we have to do our part to let those who are elected by our vote to um, bring our political prisoners home, you know, because they deserve to be with their loved ones, right? We can't forget our brother, Kamal Siddiqui, you know, Kamal Siddiqui is incarcerated and there's a campaign to bring him home, follow, him on Facebook, share it with others. Um, everybody needs to do their job who has any concern and, and any compassion for bringing about real change, real serious change. You know, and, uh, it's going to take some serious work for us to make that happen, for us to stand up and do what needs to be done.
because you know you wake up and uh, you enjoy uh, certain privileges in life you enjoy the fact that you're paid a certain wage when you go to work you enjoy the fact that um, there's particular jobs available to you uh, without prejudice because somebody organized and fought for that you know even when you live at you know there was people who organized and fought for you to stay there because if you look at the history of this country and you look at uh, the fact that um, people of African descent were categorized as three-fifths of a human being, they were looked upon as being subhuman. And somebody fought against that idea. And yes, you probably heard me say it before, but it needs to be said again. Because people get comfortable with the current conditions, right? The current conditions need some seriously serious improvement. Right, but as bad as they are, they were worse. And they only got better because people organized and people fought back. And we have to be respectful for that. See, it's easy to say you respect somebody, right? Because it's just words. You say, y'all respect you, I respect you, I respect you. But what does it truly mean to be respectful to somebody? If you say you respect them, right? But there's no action behind that. It's, that's not true honor. True honor is actions. It's, really really going to work and and putting something in practice that demonstrates how you truly feel you know and that has to be done uh in a way where that person understands that and if that person is not around no more um physically that person's an ancestor there's others that watch you say you respect that person or there's people that love that person and really hold that person in the high regards and, and really are watching those who are supposed to uh, be respectful to him or her. And your credibility is on the line now. You're saying you're supposed to respect somebody, but your actions are, are showing that your, your respect is truly questionable. So when I say that I respect when Dr. Matuba should call, I make sure that I'm a part of some work that's about freeing our political prisons. I make sure that I do my part and write to a political prison. That's why we provide the addresses of political prisons so you can write to them. And if there's a political prison that you are uh, not, um, are you not, you don't know how to uh, get that address, just contact me. I'm always providing my phone number three four seven. 679-3936 again that's 347-679-3936 so that I can provide you with that address so you can call that well so you contact that political prisoner and you build a strong relationship right we always throwing the name of political prisons up here so that you are aware of who they are and how long they've been incarcerated so they're not forgotten so wherever you at, whatever activity you at, you might be a rally at a rally or a demonstration, or even at church or 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 masjid, right? You're talking about the conditions currently existing. You're talking about prophets. You're talking about prophecies. You're talking about those who sacrifice for the greater good. And uh, you have to know that uh, they need to be respected, brother. Hawk, you hear me? Yeah, hello. Hey, man, peace, man. How you doing, brother? <laughs> brother Hot. Well, 
excuse the technical difficulties. Our brother High is trying to get on. Uh, he has to struggle to make that happen. You know, we have to be consistent. We're talking about political prisoners. And that's why we make it our business. We, this, the Northeast Political Prison Coalition, to produce a podcast episode every Wednesday at noon. Right? Because that's the only way we're going to be taken seriously at doing this work. You know, our political prisoners need to be respected at that level. And they need to um, be talked about on a regular basis. You know, August will be here. Black August. Right? Let's talk more about that. Right? As August, Black August get, get, becomes here, we comes here, we know the origins of it. It started in a correctional uh, facility inst uh, institution. Right? Brothers want to honor uh, George Jackson, and they said that Black August is going to be a time where brothers will refrain from uh, a number of things, refrain from drugs, alcohol, and really focus on, uh, you know, becoming more committed towards uh, actions that are beneficial to the collective moving forward. And they were going to do that in a way by exercising, studying more, uh, fasting, so they can uh, be further disciplined because this work takes discipline. You know, you can uh, get thrown off course if you don't have discipline because we're all dealing with something. We all have loved ones that uh, uh, have ailments that they're dealing with. We have uh, relationships that uh, we're struggling with. You know, these relationships were uh, one way one, one day and another day, they're another, uh, and they're going in another direction. And uh, we have to struggle with that because we want it to be what we want it to be. But despite all that, right, we still have to face the world. And the world might not be what we want it to be, but we have to struggle to make it be what we want it to be. And how do we do that? We do that by learning from the past, learning about those who did actions that were uh, beneficial or had the potential to benefit us. And um, we learn their level of commitment. We learn from their mistakes, their losses, their gain. And we learn that from that, we have to challenge ourselves to do more, to step up, to put our collective interests above our individual interests, right? So I'm gonna repeat that. To put our collective interests above our individual interests, that means that you're gonna have to be a part of a group. That means that you're going to have to make some time to step up, to accept the responsibility, to play your role, to participate in a change you know we all want, you know we all need, right? Our children are watching, they want change, and they deserve change, right? They deserve to be in a world that's going to listen to their concerns, a world that is going to be more about uh, a group than particular individuals. Because once you have a situation where individuals are more uh, than the group, then you have uh, exploitation and oppression continuously in existence, you know. But uh, this episode is coming to an end, and we just want you to do what you can to 
support and aid the re-entry of our beloved brother, Michelle McGee, who spent so many years behind bars, who never stopped fighting for the interests of his people, who continue to love his people. Welcome home, brother. Welcome home. We don't have to let political prisoners die in prison. Y'all know the call, free them all. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode of NEPPC Podcast. Please share, please share with 10 people and uh, remain in touch. Uh, contact us at 347-679-3936. Again, that's 347-679-3936. Or email us at sefusankofa at gmail. That's S-E-F-U-S-A-N-K-O-F-A at gmail.com. Thank you. Travel safe. Peace.